Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Yo, what up, sports fans? What's bapping? Um, this is I Hate This Team, uh, your favorite hockey podcast, favorite hockey podcast. Uh, my name is Aaron. <laughs> With me is Stefan. Uh, Stefan, what's up, man? Not too much. We're recording sort of a, we- a weird time for us, I feel like, Friday early afternoon. Yeah, um, it's been... Uh... Been a been a bit a bit of a weird week. Like we started recording on Monday because I was like deathly ill over the weekend. Yes, and then uh, Stefan, you burned yourself. I burned myself after twisting my ankle. It was it and was, did a twelve-hour stream that also fucked you up. Yeah, yeah. And we figured might as well just wait until after Thursday's game to record because we've got two games this weekend. Exactly. Imagine we'll probably two record morning, on Monday again. Two morning games, which is uh, interesting. yeah. Um, very weird back to back and probably good for the team that they get to, you know, after they play tomorrow afternoon, leave and then get into Chicago at like a reasonable hour. Yeah. And I'm presumably that's like a really short flight. If I had to guess, I think they're, yeah, they're pretty St. Paul close to together. Chicago. Oh yeah. yeah. That has to be like an yeah. hour or something. So right? they'll be able so. to fly out at like, you know, four o'clock, five yeah, o'clock. So, well, our time, I guess, but. Get dinner and go to bed and hopefully be good for the, uh, the after Chicago game, game the, the next, next day. day. Yeah. yeah, and I mean Chicago sucks. Obviously, I I mm-hmm. am I am prepared for Bedard to just pop the fuck off on us. But you know what? What can you do? Um, we'll we'll see. Yeah. He's th- their team is really bad. I I did not really realize how bad they are. And you compare it to like McDavid's first year, and that was mm-hmm. not a good. That was not a good roster, but they have like no. nothing to work with there. Like, no, nothing. especially after Taylor Hall went down, right? Yeah. Um, I guess he has Bovillier to cook with now. Yeah, and, and uh, Foligno. Foligno? Foligno. Nick yeah. Foligno. Is it Nick or is it? No, Marcus is on Marcus is on Minnesota, is he not? Or did he retire? I forget. I, I don't I, fucking know. I don't really pay attention to the Central Division all that let's, much. But. Let's look at Cat Friendly here. They'll let's tell me who's on that team. Yeah. Um. I do know is uh, San Jose catching up to them. They are. I mean, San Jose is still really bad, but man, I, I'm going to be so pissed if uh, if Chicago gets uh, Celebrini. Yeah, I know yeah. he's, he's not the same level of prospect as Bedard, obviously, but he's like the clear number one. And, is and like, like really, really, good. really good. Yeah. Uh, I was right. There was someone I heard on the radio talking about him earlier this week and they uh, they loved his ass. Yeah, like he, definitely in the NHL next year. Like yeah. very, very, very good players. So. He's he's really, really good. Um, God, they fucking Chicago Blackhawks have such an embarrassment of picks coming up. I know. Um, it is Nick Foligno. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, guess I'm at the point where like with the Canucks, I don't really. It's nice to not care about the draft as much. Like the only draft mm-hmm. watching I'm doing is for my is for my keeper league teams, right? And like, right, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Whereas like. Previous years, it was like all about like, oh man, like, you know, who are the Canucks going to pick at like ninth or 10th overall or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And now that's not a worry. And in fact, I, I really want them to just like trade that pick. Um, which yes. we, you know, we've discussed before and I'm, I'm seeing more and more people just straight up saying that, which is awesome. Yes. Um, I mean, especially as they keep winning, right? Uh, look, I, I like, what is the 22nd, 23rd, 24th overall pick going to do for the Canucks? Like nothing. It's probably really, not much. It's not going to do anything. Just fucking just trade it a hundred percent. You have to trade it. There, so this came up when I was listening to Canucks talk earlier at work mm-hmm. today. Um, Jamie Dodd was bringing up how he, he thinks this is a good point. And uh, Drance raised an interesting counter argument that I hadn't really considered in this. Okay. Which is if you look at the Canucks historically. Yeah. They like throughout the entire Gillis administration, they did not trade their first round picks. When they like should they, have. Yeah. They picked almost all of those years, except for, I believe, 2010. That sounds um, yeah. 2010 was like the Patrick McNally year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. There's one draft where they didn't draft until like the fourth round. But the the mo has always been like trying to build sustainable success in the playoffs, like um, sustainably be in the playoffs every year. Yes. Instead of push all your chips in and and go for it, which is really um, in uh, it's like the antithesis to to what Rutherford likes to do, which is He's historically gone all in when he thinks he has a, a good shot, right? Like yes. With yeah. Carolina, it was Doug Wade. With Pittsburgh, it was it was Phil Kessel. Um, and like his entire time in Pittsburgh, it was just trade the first rounder, trade the first rounder. Yeah. Sidney Crosby's like 33. We got to go for it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that and like what the assessment of this management has like on this roster. Um I, I mean, I, for it. Like, I think like they're, they're five and one with Zadorov, right? So I think if anything, if they can learn anything from that, it's like, yeah, just keep adding decent players to the roster and look what happens. Like Suter was back yesterday. He looked good. Um, they're going to get Susie back sooner rather than later. Like just get the depth. And like, if, uh, you know, you've, you've brought this up before plenty of times, but like you look at like the defense that they, they won the cup with in Pittsburgh. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like Chris Letang and like a bunch of like, good defenseman, but nothing like crazy. Right. It was mm-hmm. just like depth, like up and down the lineup. Right. Um, oh, and, and, and now they do have like a, uh, crazy good defenseman that they yeah. can add those like things around. Exactly. Right? And Hughes has looked like, I don't know if he's just tired or, or what recently, but he hasn't looked quite the same. And I mean, that was kind of bound to happen, but he's all, they're also still winning. So it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like he's maybe, hurt or tired or or whatever it is but like he is they're still winning and that's kind of the thing that matters so um they've been they've been pretty lucky i think um that him playing bad hasn't hurt them too much Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean fucking trade the first why not at this point just just like i i there's nothing i i you know, before the year started, I think we had kind of discussed it as like, oh, worst case scenario is them trading the first, right? Yeah. Like we didn't think, we thought it would be the classic Canucks thing to do of trading the first when like there was no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like, abso- you absolutely should do it. A hundred percent you should do it. No, there's no question in my mind. Um, um, yeah. Anyway. The Washington won the cup in 2019, correct? 2017, I think. 2017? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2017? Yeah. I believe Ain't it was no 2017. Way. I think it was. Because I remember flying back from LA 
And that would have uh, been Washington. It, it might have been 2018. Capitals Cup. Yeah, it must have been 20. Yeah, it's 2018. 2018. It was so the 17-18 season, I think. Yeah. Yes. So the other thing that that the Jamie Dodd brought up was um that year's Winnipeg Jets. Okay. So let me pull this up here. Is that so the year can, they made a bit I of a run? This. this is where they made the run and then they lost to no, they beat Nashville and then lost to Vegas. Yeah. And then Vegas went on to the finals and um and, and lost to Washington. But a lot of people thought that that like Winnipeg Jets, Nashville Predators series was like the two best teams going at it, and then Winnipeg was wiped out afterwards. So you look at that team, okay? You've got you got 32-year-old Dustin Bufflin. Um Ehlers is 21, uh Hellebuck's 24. Patrick Lanay's 19, and that was when, like, Lanay, yeah, he put up 44 he, he, goals and 70 like, points that year. He looked like the next, like, great goal scorer. Yeah. Um, People forget, like, like, his first year, he looked unstoppable. He had, like, yeah. this insane shot. Like, he, he was so good. But Shifley was, was 24. Yeah. Um, stop me if this is sounding kind of, uh, Blake Wheeler was 31. Sounding a Trubo little familiar. was 23. So Wheeler was their Miller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah that's, that's, a really, was, that's a good comparison. Their, and uh, you know how many playoff rounds have won since then? None. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's right? for sure. Like that, that can obviously happen, but I don't know. I mean, I don't like the 22nd overall pick is just not going to help them. Uh, yeah. When, when so they like, it. so I think you just kind of have to, I, I guess the point with that is like, you can have really Kyle Connor was 21. Um, you can have bright young players. And I, I think yeah. that that Winnipeg Jets team had even, even more, not this. They're not as good. Is sure. Hughes and Pedersen, but like there's probably a higher volume of like young players you're really excited about there. Yeah. Um, and the future can look really bright and then like nothing can come from it. So Absolutely, like if yeah. you are, you know, really heated on PDO and this team is super deep, right? Like yeah. a lot of these contracts don't go past next year. Like we've talked about it uh, many times at this point, like Bluger's expiring, Joshua's expiring. Ian Cole's expiring. Tyler Myers is expiring. Nikita Zadorov is expiring. Yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty around like Ronick and Pedersen's next contracts. So we have no fucking idea what the team's going to look like next year, but we know right now, uh, quite deep. Yeah. Um, maybe they not look, the best underlyings, but they've looked really good in the last few games. But they're, the other thing is like when their slump this year so far, mm-hmm. there was still a 500 team during that slump. Right. Yeah. It's not like they were like, you know, seven losses in a row. Like the big losing streak so far this year has been them playing at 500 hockey, which is like, yeah, we would have killed for that the last few years. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, so yeah, I, th- I think like, are, are they going to stay this hot the whole season? No, it's, it's an up and down year. It's a long season, mm-hmm. obviously. But like, you know, they're they're in a really great spot and like they've built themselves the thing. I want, I want to bring this up. I posted this in the Discord this morning, but MS on, on HF boards posted this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting and really explains the situation. And like, as from a Canucks perspective, we're so familiar with this from the other side of the coin. But mm-hmm. literally, you know how Edmonton's been like super hot? They've won eight in a row. Yeah. So when Edmonton started their eight-game winning streak, they were 16 points behind the Canucks. Mm-hmm. And they are now 14 points behind the Canucks. <laughs> like... That's building up that cushion is so huge and so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, could that change? Obviously, but Edmonton isn't going to win twenty in a row. You know what I mean? They're going to start losing at some yeah. point as well, right? As good uh, as I they, mean, have they just lost to to Tampa. Yeah. So no, ex- exactly. So I think like 
building up that cushion is so important. I don't know. I mean, it, I, this it all comes back to, you know, trading the first. Should they do it? A hundred percent, they should do it. And I don't think it's, ideally, I don't think they're trading it for like a rental. I think I would like them to trade it for, um, like a fucking good player, like a Hronik style player. You know what I mean? Like do do a trade like that, please. Yeah, if, if it's forward or defense. <sighs> Man, I don't know. I mean, defense is looking pretty good. Obviously, I. You couldn't go wrong with anything. I kind of want to see more scoring up front. Yeah, I would, I would go top six forward as well. I, yeah. I think the the perfect person that would be on the market um, is uh, Elias Lindholm if that, they want to make yeah. another deal what about, with Calgary. What about, what, about, would, what about Jordan Cairo? Yeah, maybe Jordan Cairo as well. Yeah. That would also be very cool. I guess like Lindholm would be more of that rental, right? Uh, yeah. The, the The trouble with trading that pick to try and improve and like make a run now is like. It would have to be money in, money out. Yes. So then you're going to be moving someone from that Kuzmenko, Garland, Tyler Myers class. And I mean, especially in the case of Connor Garland and to a lesser extent, Tyler Myers, like, do you want to upset the mix with those players leaving? Right. Like, and in Myers case, like, yeah, it'd be great to see that $6 million free up, but then you're down or right shot defenseman right and he's looked pretty good with Zadorov. i mean he still makes some insane mistakes once in a while yeah but like but like i mean on balance i think they've been quite good and yeah very surprising how um stable that pairing's been like i was expecting it to be like a thousand times more chaotic than uh, it's- yeah no they've been they've been solid they've been fun to watch i really like Zadorov, and that was his first minor penalty yesterday in like six games you know yeah and, and that, that was like the- what we were warned about yeah, that was the big warning. I mean, obviously, it's only six games that could absolutely change. But yeah, like very small um, sample. They, yeah, no, I mean that trade looks like a big win for the Canucks. You know, early, obviously, six games, mm-hmm. but it 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 looks like a smart deal. Um, which you know that's what it looked like at the time too. But it's it's a good bet, and yeah, I mean either a couple more deals like that or take a big swing. I mean, and you know I'm big in the camp, swing. I'm in the big camp swing. of take a big fucking swing. big swing. Who fuck like, you know what? I I, I don't want to be the you know anything can happen in the playoffs type of guy. But it is true. The caveat is anything can happen in the playoffs if your team is good. Yeah. Right. And right now the team is good. You know anything couldn't happen in the playoffs for the Canucks of the last decade because mm-hmm. they weren't good. Right. And even in the bubble year, that was not a good team. Right. That that was a team right. that had a lot of problems. This team, I think, you, you know. Even like look, you know, putting aside the PDO underlying numbers, they they've looked better as of late. But I, I think they're a good. I think they're right. a legit team. That's like a really good uh, like little clip to take out of context to oh, own yeah. you. Is like take, taking out the underlying of numbers course, yeah. in the PDO. I think they're. But like I I see what you mean. Like they're yeah. they're playing well. Like you can't watch the last three games against like three very good teams. Yeah. Like I don't like. You can't really move the goalposts when you like go into this uh, stretch like, oh, wow, look how good these teams are. And yeah. Maybe they're not as powerful as in past years, but but these are really is going to be a huge test for the Canucks. And when they like, pass those tests with flying fucking carpets, you can't say, well, they've been kind of struggling lately. They yeah. Florida also lost to Seattle Fla- with flying carpets is really good. I like that. Yeah, it's uh is that that's a, a that's a Rickyism. I was okay, yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure if maybe that was like an outlawism, but No, okay, it could be. <laughs> Did you see the big hair on the burrito he was eating the other day? No, I like uh really avoid watching him uh, eat food these days. That's I mean, that's smart. 
that's 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 the correct thing to do, mm-hmm. I think. But man, uh, it was really disgusting. It looked really bad. I mean, I, I posted this in our, our Discord when it kind of came up in our our white noise kind of off topic section. But mm-hmm. he, we talked about um, him getting kicked off of uh, conventions. Yes. Not kicked off of conventions, but not being able to get press because he'd made like some of the talent that he was interviewing in past years uncomfortable. And sure. There were some people from our community that were like, Hey, look at this guy saying slurs on Twitch. Like he shouldn't be allowed to be pressed at your convention. And they're like, ah, don't worry. Um, so we had talked about this on, on WFYM and <laughs> he like listened to it. Yeah. Uh, and it's like 20 minutes of him being like pretty thoroughly eviscerated and like roasted. Oh man. And on a live stream last weekend yeah. in the middle of the night, might I add, it's sure. like 2 AM his time on a, a Saturday, he starts streaming, but he, that's, um, that's, that's kind of the ideal time to stream. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you got to build your brand by like going at consistent times where people <laughs> are looking for stuff to watch. Um, <laughs> he is pretty consistent about like streaming in the middle of the goddamn night. And then yeah. it'll be like, three or four a.m. his time and he'll say all right well gotta go watch a movie with my life like i do have a life outside of of streaming oh you know? my god well yeah. I, i've seen the compilation of him saying he was so busy and he couldn't do something <laughs> which is like the fucking funniest thing in the world. by the way i will also I, i'll also say this i do like that we started by talking about the canucks in this episode and then sort of snuck the outlaw mm, stuff in yeah um, sort of to a little like outlaw people. sandwich yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, on the stream, he he listened to our podcast. Uh, oh. The episode was called Boo because it was like around Halloween. And yeah. since he's first heard it, he keeps calling our show Boo the podcast. What? Um, oh, my yeah. God, man. <laughs> <laughs> he just thinks like the episode taught. I don't know. Yeah, know. he's such a genius. I real, real stupid guy. Um, But uh, yeah, no, he just like listened to us roast him for for like 20 minutes and it was in like in front of like four people like yeah it was really sad um <laughs> like you, you like almost feel like bad for the guy or whatever yeah uh but like very very funny just like seeing it because he like is quiet for like really long yes. periods of time as we're just like making fun of him and you used to get to sit him see him sit there yeah and then wow. we like watched that 20 minutes on our, our last sunday stream so it was like very inceptiony yeah <laughs> but uh i don't know i didn't didn't make that vod pop well I, twitch is doing this thing now where if you get flagged for copyrighted audio it turns off your vods okay um well it turns off publishing them they're just there but they're just like not public just in case to like right. save your ass from dmca and um that one was like automatically unlisted and i i didn't turn it back on ah yeah but, <laughs> I don't want to feed his ego with no, no, of course not. Um, which is like the other reason why I haven't watched him like eat a burrito with a hair on it is uh yeah. I mean, there's only so much of like him being bad at eating and rolling his eyes in the back of your head that you can dude. The, you really I, the way he's content the way he out of rolls his eyes is so crazy. Yeah, he's like the Undertaker. It's really nuts because he'll the way he'll like eat something and then yeah, roll his eyes back and it's like. It's so nuts the way he does it. It's really mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's um, really nasty. It looks bad. It looks really... St- I mean, the picture I sent you. The face oh, yeah. he was making. <laughs> uh, well, so the funny... The outlaw thing now is like... So yeah, he's not allowed into these conventions. And so he wants to like... Well, one, he wants our fans to email conventions. And we're like, the last <laughs> thing you want 
us to you, tell our you people do not is like, want that hey, you should email conventions on behalf of us <laughs> to to tell them about Outlaws Generation. Like, it's really stupid. But like, he he's also threatened a couple of times to sue us for defamation, yeah, um, or, or libel, which is wild because it's not defamation to like share clips from yeah. Twitch. Um, <laughs> you can call us like uh, uh, woke mind virus cancel culture, but not, it's not even fucking me. It's like people that listen to my shit. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> the last thing I want to do in my spare time is like think about and send emails about outlaw. Anyways, oh, of course. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that he said, like he was DMing one of our mods about it. Uh, he said he's six and zero oh in court. And what? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I make a joke about this on Boo the podcast, and he uh, he addresses this in the the roast of outlaw that we watched, where he says yes. Um, he's beaten six, six, uh, like parking tickets or like oh five my. parking tickets and one speeding <laughs> ticket. Yeah. And his dad represented him for those. So oh. really his dad went down to the courthouse for him and yeah. on the speeding ticket, the cop didn't show up. Yeah. So you just, yeah. And the yeah. other times he was just, yeah, like just dragging your dipshit son down and keeps getting parking tickets oh to God, get dude. the $40 erased, which is a lot different than a, uh, a lawsuit. That's so funny, man. Um, God damn. But, <laughs> It's also very clear that he like goes home for Christmas or talks to his his dad or whatever. It was like, yeah. Dad, like I need you to help me sue these guys, and they're yeah. making fun of me, and I can't go to SakuraCon anymore. <laughs> um, and his dad's like, "Why don't you just get into bowling?" Because like now he's upset. He says that he's going to become a bowler and start bowling, and he's going to do bowling videos, and he might look cringe when he's he's bowling, and you should see if he can get a bowling video game. <sighs> oh. My God, man! So he's moved on from the baseball cards, and he's so uh, fascinating to me and to like <laughs> a lot of people. Obviously, he's just like, uh, I, I, there's just something. It's so crazy that he has like a job, you know? Yeah, like it's so. Anyway, um, we can talk about the game last night. Was a lot of fun. I will say, yeah, that. all the games this week have been a lot they've of fun. Been, I've been, been having so fun. much fun watching Canucks hockey. It's, it's been great. Ooh. I mean, the Longo stuff was obviously awesome. Although they should have retired his number. I don't think we need to really go too much yeah. more into that. Everyone else has covered how insane it is that they didn't retire his number. But whatever. Wild. Did you um, when you were watching the ceremony yesterday? Did you think he got slighted? I mean, I think like. He, well, they gave him like a jersey, right? That was kind of the thing. Yeah, like, and I guess I, so. It wasn't on the broadcast, but I heard today that later on in the evening they did present him with like a painting. Okay, so he did you get more stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. I, they're they're just a really. I mean, the organization does not get the benefit of the doubt, specifically Aquilini, obviously, right? Yeah. So I think like I don't know. I mean, it's really. They, it's just simple. They should have retired. I mean, that's all it is. It's it's just as simple as they should have retired his number. Like that's kind of that's yeah. legitimately all it is. Um, and you know they're they've been much better recently as an organization, mm-hmm. obviously. But like, man, like you you can't you you gotta retire the guy's number. How did you not fucking retire his number? What are you doing? You know, it's so anyway. It's so it's not worth getting into because everyone knows that's the case, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I think, um, it was, it was a great game, obviously. And I I think the thing that stood out for me from the game itself was like that, uh, Bobrovsky giveaway. 
I oh think is God. legitimately the worst giveaway I have ever seen a goalie make. I think it honestly might be. Like it was a tape to tape pass. It was an Adam Oates pass, baby. That was great. That was unreal. Like there's no reason to make that pass. You know what I mean? There's just no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it made no sense at all. And it was clear, like, I wonder if he heard someone else talking, but it's like he was looking at Joshua when he made that pass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it just made zero sense. Um, but was obviously really extremely funny uh and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very glad it happened because it was really really funny but i mean god damn what the what the hell was that it just it came out of nowhere too right like it was mm-hmm. yeah very but very very funny to see i'm, gl- I'm glad that happened that was nice to see that whole um, line beast yeah yeah connor garland's work on kuzmenko's goal yeah absolutely they look great look fantastic hey, um, quick luongo thing here yeah. sorry um Canucks all-time leader in, in goalie wins, obviously, at 252. Kirk McClain, yeah. 211. Yeah. You know how many Demko has? It's not very many because they showed the leaders. Markstrom is 99. He's fifth. So De- Demko yeah, has so like, Demko's 96. Yeah. So in order for, for Demko, who's been very good yes. for the Canucks, to match Luongo's wins, the team would have to be like really good. Yeah. And he would have to stay healthy for... Like 10 more years, six, seven six, years. Yeah. Like if yeah. he's getting like 35 wins a season, man, that's how good fucking Luongo is. The, yeah. the real crazy one that's never going to be beaten is, um, shutouts. Yes. Where, uh, Luongo has 38. Demko and, has uh, what, like seven, six. Oh my God. Tied with Eddie Lack and Garth Snow and Richard Brodeur. I mean, there was the the Canucks Reddit uh, thread that was going around, which again is obviously just like a little kid posting this. It's like a it's like a mm-hmm. seventeen year old posting this, which is crazy to me that you can be seventeen and not watch Luongo. But I guess you wouldn't have, which is because Luongo. Yeah, you would have been. Luongo would have been six like, or seven. Right, feels like four years ago to me that Luongo was on the team. You know what I mean? It does not mm-hmm. feel like that long ago. And I think oh, it's part- like like. Do you have real opinions on Bob Essena's goaltending? No. <laughs> I do, I do like backup Bob. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think like that was a very funny post to see, and obviously, it's a kid who means well. But it's like the post, if you didn't see it, was for anyone for anyone who watched Luongo play. Which there's a phrase that made me feel so fucking old. <laughs> uh, but it was for anyone who saw Luongo play. Uh, was he as good as Demko, or was is Demko almost as good as? It was just like. Oh my God. Like, what are you talking about? It, I know it's, it, it's a kid, but it was crazy. Like with the Luongo stuff, like seeing Luongo highlight reels again, I think you yeah. forget just he was how so fucking insane. He good, was man. Holy shit. Oh, and again, the, going back to it, like watching the highlight reel and seeing all the numbers and everything he did for them. And like, Oh, you know, with all the stuff they were posting this week and it's like Luongo week or whatever. It's like, how did you not retire his number? Like given all this, like, and the other thing, the free of the skate shout out at the end was great. It really mm-hmm. does feel like to shift a little bit. It feels like that's going to happen, right? They're going to go full time yeah. black skate. And the thing I'm most excited for for that, because the new the new version of the skate jersey has grown on me. Me too. I, I think it looks solid. I'm excited for the white version of that jersey. Yeah, that's going to look good, dude. So that's you know, we really had our, our our preseason uh, jersey bets where I'm going to have to buy a, a JT Miller jersey. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to get a Hoaglander, but like it's neither here nor there. Um I kind of want to like wait and see if there's like if a the white, white one, skate. I would love a white Hronic jersey. That would be yeah. sick. Yeah. 
Because I already have a black skate jersey. Yeah. Oh, so same here. Yeah. You're like, do I need to? I don't need to double up, do I? I mean, it would yeah. be cool to have like with the nameplate and stuff. But man, what a um, fun what a fun year this has been. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I the, was, the, the Tampa game was great too. We didn't even really touch on that, but that Tampa was, game was like better. Yeah. Yeah, it was that was a lot of fun. And then they're playing Minnesota, who's going to be without Brodine and possibly without Spurgeon. Really? They've been pretty good though. I oh, have, they, have, uh, they, they have been. They've they've bounced back for sure. But if, if they're without Spurgeon and Brodeen, I mean that's um that'll that'll be nice for mm-hmm. us, I think. Um and then uh Chicago, who sucks. Although obviously yeah. Bedard, Bedard is gonna be getting up to play, you know what I mean? Like did oh, you see yeah. did you see his goal against Edmonton? That crazy. That's the like, way that he just has a perfect shot with like no buildup whatsoever. He doesn't put like that legitimately is one of the most insane shots I have ever seen. Yeah. Like man. it looked so crazy. There's like no room. He gets the puck and just immediately shoots it as hard as you can shoot it. And as accurately as you can shoot it. And it's like, who is stopping that? No one is going to no. ever stop a shot like that. And he's, he's like in his rookie season on a horrible team. He's going to be mm-hmm. so good, mm-hmm. man. Uh, it's scary. I really hope they can't build around them and it's it's mired in more controversy and that would be one is never get off fuck, the ground. Chicago. I do think he will play for the Canucks at some point in his career. I just, I just think that will happen. Yeah, even um, if it's like a Claude Giroux thing, but e- yeah, even if it's when he's like 35, 36, whatever, he'll still be fucking good then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it will happen at some point. We'll be able to get a Connor Bedard jersey at some point. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, after the Canucks like cup dynasty, like, yeah, he's going to want to get involved in that. Uh, <laughs> you know, speaking of cup, we were talking about this, uh, last show that we did the Patreon one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the money puck looking at the percentage to win cup rankings and the cucks are at like 4%. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened, but they dropped down to 2.3 after having not lost any games since we last recorded. Is it just they that have, other teams won, I guess? Or? I have no idea how they do this shit. So they're below the Islanders now. Interesting. Also below Philly. Okay. What? Yeah. Um, I mean, Philly has looked okay this year, but. <laughs> but, they, but they have the Canucks at 83% to make the playoffs and they have Philly at 61%. But I yeah. guess they have better, better cup odds. Yeah. And, other weird stuff here is like they've Colorado at 10.7% to win the cup, which sure. Why not? Um, I don't think based on this season, they're the odds on favorite, but yeah, whatever. Carolina's number two at 8.9%. And it's like, what have they shown? They, they have looked to this quite, point. They have looked quite bad. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I was actually before we started recording looking at their like how do we calculate it? Yeah. And they do like pregame prediction models and then like simulate the season a hundred thousand times. Um variables, expected goals from non-rebound shots, expected goals in power play and penalty kill situations, unblocked shot attempts for percentage, so Fenwick. Save percentage, even strength shooting percentage, and share of power play time. So I guess if it's like a model that's heavily influenced by expected goals and yeah. Fenwick, yeah, um, one Carolina would look really good. Yes, uh, and Vancouver would uh, would, would not, not look very <laughs> yeah. good. So I think that's probably the reason for that, it. That makes sense. Yeah, but you look at um, Don Lecision's model. Yeah, a little bit more favorable for the Canucks. 
Dom has them at a 95% chance to make the playoffs. Okay. Basically assumed at this point. Yeah. Um, then it has division final 41%, uh, conference final 18, Stanley Cup final 8, and then win Stanley Cup at 3%. Which Dom's model actually also has the Hurricanes at the 10% to win the Cup and only an 88% chance to make the playoffs. So it must be yeah. similar logic, right? Like the underlyings must... Uh, favor them more i, I guess it actually so, yeah. his model has the boston bruins at 13 percent as your cup favorite okay and, i haven't really uh, been has boston dropped off a little bit or are they still a little like bit yeah Diego? okay all right oh man ah i can't i can't like i this season has it's this, happening we're getting our hopes up it's well i was about to say this season i mean i've been getting my hopes up in terms of making the playoffs because i think that that's most likely much, going to a, happen again. Knock on wood. It's the I think that's established. Uh, I don't. I don't even want to say that, but I. I, I do feel pretty. Dude, what did you it. say before about Edmonton winning all those ga- like eight games in a no, row, you're only right. two points? You're right. You're right. Like they they've built up a, a huge cushion, which is which mm-hmm. is great, obviously. But um, man, I think if if and when they do make the playoffs this year, we should we need to try to get to a game. You got to come out for a, a game. In, I in would April. love to. We'll, we'll see how it works. Like you know. Yeah fiscally but for sure yeah yeah the Canucks are fifth in the league in points percentage points percentage that fucking rocks that's so good is this the same as last year where we're like they're bottom five in the league in points percentage we have a chance at Bedard and then like as the season evens out we're like "Ah, I hope not not, but (laughs) Um, but speaking of Dom I have the whole thing pulled up here a strength of schedule for the rest of the season they are at uh, opponents projected points average out to 91%, which puts them at the 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, the 12th easiest okay. remaining right. schedule. Okay. That works for me. Uh, that sounds good. LA is the second easiest. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. LA scares me. Yeah. That's going to be a big They've been a little that- bit more human lately, too. Yeah. That'll be a big measuring stick game, though. I'm I'm excited for whenever. Yeah, that game in is. March or whenever the fuck that happens. The schedule for the first is so time. weird. Like, what? Yeah, we're we basically we're we're done playing Edmonton. We have what one game left one, against one them. One game left against Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, I I'm, that's fine by me. I'm glad we're getting that shit out of the way because I I hate mm-hmm. losing to them. You know what I mean? But and not that we have this year. But you, you know, I'm I'm glad we got our wins out of the way. Yeah. But like, man, even I mean, if they I, lose the next one, it's like ah, let's read one of the years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh well so this weekend any any major predictions? Uh major predictions? Not really. Yeah. These are both games they should win. They're, I would think. Winnable. Like it's, what do you, it's which one do you think Smith is playing in? Mm, I'm gonna question. guess I'm gonna guess Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, he is, I think he has a really good career numbers against Minnesota because he just yeah. he hit the shutout against them recently, right? So yeah. Might as well try and replicate that. Yeah, yeah. Now, afternoon games scare me. I I feel like anecdotally the Canucks never do well in those games, but it could mm-hmm. just be that I only remember their losses. But it it is I I just have so many memories of like, you know, not getting up early, but like watching a Canucks game at like eleven or ten in the morning or noon mm-hmm. on a Saturday against like New Jersey or Philly, and them just laying a complete and total egg. It's um, always against Philly, isn't it? It, yeah, I mean, specifically the one last year, that was obviously 
like game one where they they were up three nothing against Edmonton and still lost. That sucked. But I think mm-hmm. it was game two or three against Philly. I went over to a buddy's house to watch it, and I was like excited. I was like, you know what? I know the first couple of games haven't been great, but let's let's see how this one goes. And they lost like one nothing or two one, and it was so boring and just so awful to watch. They and blew was, the lead in that one too, as I recall. Yeah, it was. I think yeah. So maybe they were up one nothing and lost two one or something. It was, but it was just such a bad game, and it was like, man, like what are we fucking doing here? <laughs> yeah, that was Which, when I knew the season was was a write off. Was after that game. How, I was how like, refreshing oh, has it been watching these last few games where they get a lead and you feel just absolutely confident oh. that they're not going to choke that lead? It's so like nice, as soon man. as it was two nothing yesterday, I'm like, oh, this is wraps. There's no it's, way Florida's going to back into this. You have so much confidence. It feels so good. And then and then the third goal was the giveaway goal where it was like, yeah. oh, there's no, they're not coming. Yeah. There's no chance to come back after this. Holy shit. Um, and then you get the the five on three, which wasn't even a great five on three. Um, they had some they had some chances. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously you know Besser. I mean, man, he's just been he's been on fire. Like I can't believe the season he's having. It's incredible. It's so mm-hmm. good. There was a nice thing in the Athletic about like his family watching him play. Uh, I think this, this morning from uh, Michael Russo. Okay. And his grandma will leave him a voicemail after every goal he scores and after Aww. every game. And it's like so sweet. It's that so, is so nice. cute. He it is such really a cute nice. guy with a cute family. I know. Uh, <laughs> this. So it's kind of funny. Like when we were, think, we were recording before talking about Kuzmenko, um, a thought that I'd been percolating with is like, man, if we would have gr- gladly traded Besser away for, for nothing last season. Oh yeah, um, and it was like, the, like- the, the Besser trade talk last year. Like, obviously, some of it was kind of like, "Oh, this guy sucks" or whatever. But I think a lot of it was like, "We need to get this guy a fresh start. We do. We love this guy. Yeah. He's great. He's a great guy. It's not going to happen here. Let's get him a fresh start." So I think that yeah. was the angle a lot of people were taking. Then he was playing with like, like Sheldon Dries on the third yeah. line, and it was just. I don't think even the most hardcore Canuck supporter thought that he would bounce back to this level, though. No, like, not to this level. And he like, looks I, like I he's he in better like shape. A, like yeah. Tockett has just like turned him around. I think it's, it's it's amazing. It's great. Like in that North Division year, he was in a, over a full season. I think he would have been on pace for seventy two points. Yeah. So I always kind of had that in the back of my head as like, ah, he, why isn't he better? He was better. Like he's not that old yet. Yeah. Um. But I I just really worry if they they give up on Kuzmenko. Yeah, who's looked he, good the past couple? That goal he scored. He'll, he'll was find so success sick. on another team, and yeah. then like, then you have these like last two games where he scored two really pretty looking goals. Really You're like, nice okay, goals. that is that yeah. is what he is capable of. Yeah. After the uh, the Tampa game, Talkett did say like one of the things with Kuzmenko that they want to see from him is like him taking shots for sure. Yeah. Right. So, and then it's not just all. Uh, defensive responsibility yeah. things. It is also just like getting out there and shooting more, which he seemed to have uh, started doing. Yeah. Which he's is been nice. doing that. It's great. He looks, that, he looks good again. So that's, I mean that, that line with Suter and, uh, and Phil Giuseppe, I thought looked quite good. Absolutely. Getting, getting Suter back has been really nice. Huge. Um, I don't think, I mean that deal, that deal just looks so good, you know? Yeah. It's kind of crazy how good that deal looks. Um, oh man you know it's something i'd be interested to see and i know like the the garland's current line is uh was good but i'd be very interested like garland with kuzmenko and yeah a center probably puce suitor because 
Garland is such a driver, right? And um, Kuzmenko has a has finishing talent. Obviously, he scored yeah. thirty nine goals last year, um, but he he struggles to drive a line by himself. So I was I was kind of interested last night if you could get those guys together and see like if that's something that would work. Yeah, but I mean, he has such good chemistry with Joshua right now. Garland does that. You probably wouldn't want Joshua to split unreal. them up. So I, I, I think we almost need to talk about re- what it'll take to re-sign Joshua. Like if right? you can re-sign him for like two years at like, I don't know, two million a year, one point yeah, five. Like that's I, where I, mean, I was going. Yeah, two. I think he know, led the years, team in four million in penalty kill minutes yesterday. Yeah, and he's been. I mean, he's been playing like since he got scratched in San Jose. Uh, yeah, against he's San Jose, unreal. he's he's been really really good. So, um. That's the type of player, like, and he seems like the type of player the Canucks just haven't had over the years. You know what I mean? Like, no, he's like such a he's hard. He's a hard worker. He's tough. Uh, he's got a bit of skill. He's just like an ideal third, fourth line guy. And like, obviously, don't sign him to like a six year deal. Don't do the no. fucking the shit that the New York Islanders did last year, where they signed um, God, who did they sign? Pierre Engvall. And then, I mean, Scott Mayfield's a defenseman, but they signed him to like seven-year deals. Like, don't do that. Do not do that. But sign him to a two-year deal. Why not? You know, same same with Lafferty. I mean, I know these are the type of players you don't want to overpay for, so don't overpay, obviously. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. sign them for a couple years if it's not too expensive. I mean, that would be ideal. The issue is they're in line for big paydays if they keep playing that way. You know yeah. What I mean? So um, Joshua led forwards in penalty kill time. It's three wow. minutes. Okay. Uh. Q yeah, no, suitor, two and a half. Oh, Bluger looked good too on the mm-hmm. kill as well. Yeah, so. he had two minutes. Phil G. Giuseppe had two minutes. Yeah. Um, and then JT only had 43 seconds, which is good. Like, I'm liking the uh the penalty kill without JT and Pedersen on it. Yeah, it's looked, especially it's if you keep some more fresh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's uh really good. Cause like overall time on ice was super balanced. Like yeah. Pedersen led all forwards with 17 minutes of ice time. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I, they, I mean, the third and fourth lines this year have been good. I think also yesterday didn't. I don't think any defensemen scored or got points. Um, mm, I think I saw J. Pat posting about it. Um, sounds about right because Joshua would have been unassisted. Kuzmenko would yeah. have been from Garland's. Yeah. Besser was from Pedersen and JT. Yeah, and the other. Joshua goal, the like sick backhand one. Yeah, imagine he got that that spinorama backhand in. Oh man, sheesh! I, know. <laughs> I mean, the goal is still nice, but yes. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sheesh! God. He looked, he looked really good. He looked really, really good. Um, that was that was that was very nice to see. Yeah, I um uh, I picked up Joshua in one of my fantasy leagues earlier this week. Hell yeah! Um, because the Canucks I knew played on Friday Saturday. Yeah. And he was the, the goat of my team last night. Six yeah. hits, three oh, block man. shots, three yeah. f- shots on goal, plus two, two goals. Yeah. He looked unreal. Woo! He looked so good. Oh, man. I, I just, it's still, it, it still quite, hasn't quite hit me yet that like, oh, the Canucks are like fun to watch and like good this year. You know what I mean? It's, it's still, wild. It's still not there. Um, but I'm, I love it. I'm it's here great. for it. <laughs> Can't complain. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else amazingly profound that I had to say about the Canucks here. Um, well, the Tampa game was cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Time game was very cool. We haven't gushed about uh, Hoaglander yet. No, I think he he's, was especially he's good in that Tampa game. The Tampa I, game, he was great. He didn't do too much yesterday, but you know. Yeah, I mean, like JT's line, I think, wasn't. Oh, God. What's up? Oh, God. Do we have breaking news? No. No, we don't. Oh, okay. No, the uh, the cat jumped on my keyboard oh, and started okay. playing uh, Porcupine Tree in okay. my uh, my headphones, and <laughs> I, I was making was sure like a... that it wasn't coming through in my recording. Okay, which I, I don't maybe think there was it was. A bad trade, but so no, cool. no. Sorry okay. for Whew, sorry me. for spooking you like that. Oh, okay. No, we have okay. the with the furnace guy here cleaning out the furnace. Yeah, yeah. And so I've I've my kitty cat Grudel in the uh the office with me the other yeah. two are in the living room but i wanted to split them up a little bit yeah don't have all that much square footage in the living room so yeah uh keeping her with me there you go. she's been a little bit of a grief but <laughs> overall pretty good she's sitting pretty now um That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh did you hear jt's comments after the game i don't know if i did actually oh it was really refreshing he basically was saying that like hey i played like shit and wow. uh the bark off line you got too many chances against me and i want to do better okay hey there you go after a, that, that, a that shutout a win yeah. yeah i love that shit damn okay wow especially like he's been i mean he's sort of a notorious grouch i guess you would yeah. say right so um that is refreshing to see it's not like a, a Jordan Kyrie situation where like, oh my God, I felt so bad for him. No. Like, his comment was like fairly innocuous, I feel like. It wasn't anything like, it. obviously you could read into it, but like. He was throwing a bit of shade, but like. Sure, but not, I don't think it's worth like that much of a The crowd loved Craig Berube that I much? Yes, I mean, he won them a cup, you know, so yeah. that, that does make sense. But like, at the same time, it's like, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. Um, I, Again, that, that's who I think this, the Canucks should be targeting right now. Is teams that are team like teams like Ottawa, teams like St. Louis that think they are better than they actually are and wanna wanna make like a big shakeup or whatever, right? Like those are the teams you should be going after and trade. Yeah, if so. you're St. Louis, like why on earth would you trade Cairo though? Oh, I don't know, but hey, crazier things have happened. <laughs> oh, he's got the dreaded red arrow on uh on cat friendly. Uh oh. He's he's only like twenty. How old is he? 24? 25. 25. Okay. Yeah. 25. And he signed at $8 million till the 2030, 2031 season. I mean, you know, they don't have the cap space, obviously, but that's, that's the type of big swing for the fences you should be taking. You know, that would be a big swing and nut move. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? Brandon Sod's only 31. I know. He's been around forever. That guy. He really has been. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I forgot that the, the Blues traded for Kevin Hayes. Is he still on their team? Yeah. Man, that is... <laughs> the I, the yeah, Blues are one of those teams I just, I just like don't pay attention to, I guess. But, like, mm -hmm. man, that is, that, is, uh, that is surprising. Man, that fucking defense. They have three more years of oh, Justin dude. Falk and Tory Krug exists a half million dollars. Their decor, those contracts are so bad, dude. It's and they have... Crazy. Uh, Six more years of Colton Pareko at a six and really, a half. Really, really bad. Yeah. 30 year Holy old shit. Colton Pareko, might I add. Oof, God. Nick Letty at four. 
Nick Letty, I can't believe is still in the NHL. Like you look at their team and it's like, man, those guys are still in the league. That's really crazy. They're really fun exercise in remembering guys though. It is. It is. Absolutely. Oh man. Well, yeah. I mean, there's not a ton there's to a, talk we about. We don't really though. have anything to bitch about, man. No, it's nice. We're I mean, really they, grasping at straws not here. Not that I want them to give us something to bitch about, but no. we're have to, I think we're going to have to start getting used to being more positive about the team and having more mm-hmm. stuff to talk about, you know? But uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I mean, a bit like, of a, a shorter episode today, but you know, The last we're two happy. games, right? It's like... Yeah. They, well, there's uh, nothing to complain about, legitimately. No, they got all. a shutout win. It was fucking cool. Against Beat two the piss good teams. out of the the of Tampa Bay. Yeah, they haven't let in a goal since like a minute and a half into that. Uh, yeah, a Tampa game. I guess that was a thought I had from that game. I thought uh, Hoaglander had a really great forecheck, and they yeah. kind of cycled the puck out, and Tyler Myers took that shot, and then just on the way back, there was that like insane tic tac toe. Probably like three people should have got their guy before the puck went in. Yeah. I was like, damn! I thought they actually started that game really good. And then they yeah. uh, they finished it really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They looked. Uh, I mean, they looked great. Not, again, not, there's nothing to complain about right now with this team. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the Canucks that could change at any moment. We, yeah, they we know could give that, us something but, to complain about tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Fuck I mean, it. go Canucks, That's it. go. Yeah, yeah. Short episode this week. Thanks but for listening. Again, we're in a good mood. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everyone. We'll we'll talk to you on Monday. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> Patreon.com slash I hate this team. Yes. Check it for, out. For uh, weekly bonus apps. Bye bye. Bye. Are you ready for some good days? Have to have high